The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Good to go. All right. Welcome into another video installment from the Fantasy Authority. My name is Nate Henry, and I'm lucky enough to talk to my favorite Dallas Cowboys fan in the whole wide world, Robbie Jeffries. You can follow me on Twitter at NateHenryFF, and I highly, highly, highly recommend that you follow Robbie at NFL Robbie. Now, before we talk about some camp news, I'll quickly remind you to click that subscribe button. Hit the bell so you get notified whenever any of our spectacular content drops. With that out of the way, let's get into it. All right, Robbie, it's training camp season, and you know what that means. Everybody is in the best shape of their life. Heck, even the fantasy analysts are in the best shape of their life. I am, and you are looking pretty trim over there. It's got to be the best shape of your life, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. Well, facetiousness aside, we will we get these meaningless fluff pieces from some of these NFL insiders and, and beat writers because NFL fans are just so thirsty for any NFL news after a long offseason. Can feel a bit like information overload. Now, luckily, TFA distills all this daily camp news in one tweet chain every day. I absolutely love this service that TFA is doing. And we've gotten a ton of great feedback from this daily tweet chain. So make sure you're following at FF authority to make sure you get that awesome summary in your Twitter feed every day. But let's be honest, Robbie, while some camp reports are noteworthy, most of them are clickbait fodder. So let's try and sift through the dirt and mine some fantasy gold. What's a camp headline that caught your attention and maybe is impacting your rankings? Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna kick it off with Terrace Marshall. So Nate, this is a guy who some people were really excited about coming in. If you're a dynasty player, rookie drafts right, and and we've seen that sometimes rookies take a little bit to pop, um, but he's a guy that's kind of getting a lot of buzz right now. And and again, we're sifting through what we believe and what we don't believe. And this is one that I'm gonna believe because not because I trust the talent, but I also really like. Um, the situation, right? So we're talking about an offense that supported three, you know, top 24 wide receivers last year in, in Robbie Anderson, DJ Moore, and Curtis Samuel. And now you replace Curtis Samuel with Terrace Marshall. And even though their skill sets are a little bit different, I mean, Terrace Marshall is a guy who can play anywhere on the field. Um, he has great size. His after catchability is really, really high. Um, so he's a guy that I can see being really sneaky as a rookie wide receiver that can pop for you. Maybe in the second half of your season, he starts a little bit slower, but as he gets comfortable, we see these rookies pop off later in the year. I'm kind of excited about him in later rounds. Yeah, for sure. He reminds me a lot of the, uh, the CD lamb situation that happened last year with Dallas, right? They just took talent, put him where he had an opportunity. It just happened to be in the slot. Right. And that's what it looks like it's going to be in Carolina. And he did great things. So I, I don't see any difference. Their body type's kind of similar. Their role looks like it's going to be pretty similar. I, I'm buying into that too. The other thing that I'm buying into is this whole Broncos backfield situation. Now, 
you know, maybe two months ago, it sounded like Javante Williams was way ahead. He was getting all the work and maybe they were going to phase out or maybe even cut Melvin Gordon. Right. But now we're hearing things like, well, Melvin Gordon's clearly the number one and he's not going away. So what do you think? I mean, Gordon's 28 last year. He was pretty good. He 4.6 carry 44 targets. He even played 58% of the time. Is that something you think we'll see again? Or is uh, his role definitely going to be dis- diminished? Man, I think that's going to be a split backfield. I think we saw that a lot in 2020 where people were kind of scared about, you know, the Jonathan Taylor backfield and, and the Antonio Gibson backfield. Because we got to remember AP was on the team at that time for the Washington football team. You can say that with Cam Akers, with, with uh, Darrell Henderson, Malcolm Brown. So I think we are seeing a similar situation where um, I think Melvin Gordon's going to be involved, especially early in the year. And then just, again, as the season goes on, I do think Javante Williams is the better talent. And so at a certain point, I think we do see the switch from a 1A role for Melvin Gordon, maybe back to a little bit more of a 1B. But I definitely think they split the work early on with Melvin Gordon getting those starter snaps, if you will, first series, first couple of series. Right. And it's the last year of his contract, so I wouldn't be surprised at all to see Denver grind him to the bone. All right. Well, uh, like I said in the opening, some of these camp some of this camp news is total bunk so what's some of the news you're totally ignoring robbie what about this aj green stuff yeah man that's that's one that i've seen come out and as much as i loved aj green in his heyday i cannot buy this 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 hype for him right now i get it new team you see him in new colors you see him maybe with kyler murray catching passes you're like oh this is going to be it this is going to be his redemption well i'm going to pump the brakes a little bit on that i do think um, there's obviously a ton of uh, volume going to, to DeAndre Hopkins. That's first and foremost. Um, but we got to look at A.J. Green and where he's at in his career. This is a guy that really struggled to separate last year um, with the Bengals. I think we saw that with a 47% catch rate, which you're like, man, 47%, that's horrendous. He didn't even catch half the balls thrown his way. Well, his career average is only 57%. He's been a guy that kind of wins off of his athleticism. He wins off of his size and his ability to high point the, the, the football. He did have speed at a certain point in his career as well. And I think a lot of that's diminished. And so now we're talking about if he gets to a 53, 54% catch rate, that's that's great for him, honestly, at this stage in his career. So he has to get targets like he did last year just to be fantasy relevant. We're talking about 100-plus targets. And I just don't know if he gets that. A lot of people are moving on from Christian Kirk. I know he's still going to be involved a little bit. Rondell Moore is the new hotness that will get worked in as well. So I'm just not buying the the A.J. Green hype. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I, I get it. I, I think you're right. I think he's at the tail end of his career. Uh, but for an 11th round pick, I mean, I guess you could do worse. Um, the I, I'm going to stay in sort of the same uh, area that you are. Sammy Watkins is another wide receiver, a little bit older, and he's getting hype in camp. And there is no way I'm falling for this. I don't think many people are. But most of the reason he's shining is because he's basically the only healthy wide receiver that Baltimore currently has. Rashad Bateman's out. Hollywood Brown's going to be out a few weeks. Um, And, oh, by the way, this is just the wrong team to be a wide receiver on. I mean, what, they're going to throw the ball maybe 420 times this year? Um, So, yeah, 
I will hard pass on any Sammy Watkins hype and not believe a second of that. What about you? Yeah, man, it's kind of the opposite of Terrace Marshall with the Panthers, right, where they supported three top 24 wide receivers. This is an offense that might support one top 36 wide receiver. <laughs> uh, you know what I mean? Like yep. if, if Marquise Brown is playing at least eight games, it's going to be just a wash. If he's playing most seasons, he's probably your best shot. Other than that, I'm going to wait on Bateman. I love him in Dynasty, but for this year, uh, I can't quite pull the trigger. Sammy Watkins, week one. And then, then move on. <laughs> yeah, right. He'll probably have 40 points and then uh, score 80 for the whole year. Yep. All right. Let's quick hit some injuries while we're here together. You want to talk about Saquon? What do you think's going on there? Yeah, man, I'm getting a little bit concerned about Saquon. I, I know at the um, you know beginning of this offseason, people said, you know, he's going to be back. Uh, they're anticipating he'll be back at the start of camp. And, and we're a little bit behind that timeline, um, you know, Coach has come out and said he's made tangible progress, but we're still not seeing him participate in team uh, drills, individual drills. He's doing his own stuff, I should say. He's, he's cutting and, and doing his own things. But um, until he's jumping back in those team drills, I'm a little bit nervous. I do understand there's four weeks left, but um, we're talking about a guy that's going as five overall, your fifth pick in ADP right now. And I just think there's some other backs that I just feel like have a little bit less risk. Because we also know that offense isn't isn't the most stable with with their quarterback situation, with all the wide receivers that they have uh, that they brought in with Kenny Galladay, um, and so I, I just think that there's a little bit of a cap. I love the Saquon, the player, but the situation and the injury this, that's just got me a little bit scared. So I've backed him down a little bit to running back eight overall, thirteen. That makes sense. You know, I'm doing a, a little article right now for the fantasy footballers about league winning running backs, and we have three instances of players coming off of ACL tears who ended up being league winners, but never once was it the year after the ACL tear. It was always at least two years of a buffer before they were back on top. So I get it. I'm with you. I think that drafting him five is really high risk. You're basically asking him to heal faster than any wider or running back has ever healed from that major catastrophic injury. And Oh, by the way, it was worse than most of those other guys. So yeah, I'm totally with you there. Speaking of the Giants, Kenny Galladay uh, pulled his hammy, it looked like. We got some video. Uh, he caught the ball, dropped it immediately, grabbed the back of that hamstring right away. This is his third hamstring injury in the last three years. He missed time in 2019 and in 2020 with hamstring injuries before this weird hip injury that kept him out. Hip injury, also known as waiting for that big contract. Uh, so, yeah, I'm not going to be uh, in on Kenny Galladay at his price right now with a hamstring injury. You hate to see it in camp. They always impact you long term. So I'm out on Kenny Galladay right now. What do you think? Yeah, man, and I'm out just just on the situation like the 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 pros they, they want to say. The, the pro for him is that he could make that leap like Josh Josh Allen uh, made last year, right? So Daniel Jones gets the star wide receiver, and they make that leap to being super accurate, super down the field, what they weren't before. But the problem is we've saw that we've seen that from Josh Allen. He just wasn't accurate. He's a down the field type of guy. He can throw those bombs. Daniel Jones is a completely different quarterback where he doesn't have that that huge arm. So what Kenny Galladay does well down the field, touchdowns, ball placement. That's kind of what where Daniel Jones struggles. So I didn't love that marriage to begin with. And then we toss on injuries, man. He just keeps on following. I, I really do like the player, but again, it's the situation that's really got me bothered here. So he'll be he'll be down my rank. He's probably outside wide receiver too. I'm I think that's about right. 
All right. You know what? There's been injuries all the time, but I think we got to get out of here, uh, Robbie. So this was a ton of fun. I think we should do this a lot more often. Uh, if you like this video, remember to like and subscribe. We've got a ton more videos planned for the next few months, and you won't want to miss out. Robbie, I appreciate you helping me filter through the noise. Until our next video, I'm Nate Henry. That's Robbie Jeffries. Now go win some championships. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.